Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako Chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 142. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And right now, we just got hit with a shit ton of news that we're going to try to fit in the next 90 minutes or so. But what's probably going to happen is that we're going to run late anyway, or an article might just hit the cutting room floor. Anywho, how is everybody tonight? <laughs> oh, you too, huh? You too. And that's one way of putting it. I, 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 I kind of, I, I kind of agree. You, you know, you'd think that it's the holidays. Not a lot of news and stuff's gonna come out. No, shit happens. It happens, and. The best way I can describe all the news that kind of came down, plus what we're normally going to cover, think of it as a giant boulder with articles attached all over and it's rolling my way and I can't Katamari my way out of it. Oh, you're combining Katamari Damacy with Indiana Jones, it sounds like. Well done. <laughs> thank you, thank you. At least I don't have to worry about snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Exactly. exactly. What about Slytherins? What? Slytherin! Just kidding. Ravenclaw! If you get if you get that reference, good for you. And if they don't and if they don't get the reference? Man, I'll just link him to to where I got it from. Uh... It's been a weird couple of days. Yeah, I can I agree. I doably agree. Check-ins are now live. There we go. All this stuff here, I'm just getting like, you know. That throwing up in your mouth a little bit feeling? Not throwing up in my mouth. It's like all of this stuff, you know. Get it together. Get it together. Okay. She got it. She got it. She got it. <laughs> exactly. And evidently that con only lasted like two years, three tops. Yeah, well... Least, Considering what it's named after. At least Kyle got his cheesesteak. <laughs> we are live tonight, week of December 3rd, 2013. As always, we're on the VOG Network, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, with replays Thursdays at 1. Check it out, interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. If you have a chat client such as XChat, Merck, or Chatzilla, or even if you have like a Mac uh, IRC-based chat client, head on over to... AnimeJamSession.com slash VogNetwork. There's a link. You click on it, and it'll bring you right into the chat room. If you just want to manually do it, it's IRC.GameSurge.net, and the chat room is Vog. And if we look in the uh, chat room here, for some reason, Ari has linked that fanfiction. Wait, that's in, re that's in reference to earlier, like two minutes ago, right? Yep. <sighs> well, I'm just waiting for someone to do the NCIS Darkwing Duck crossover fic. 
The what now? Yeah, I, I went trying to find one last night, and I haven't. I could not find one. I don't think a lot of people realize it. I don't think. And if no one can figure it out, I'm not going to say anything. So. Anywho, let's pull this up here. Uh, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Well, between Thanksgiving Eve and Thanksgiving, I worked about almost 30 hours. And you're still alive to tell the tale. Yeah, well, uh, it was you know, 16 on Thanksgiving Eve and uh, 12 on Thanksgiving. At least the Thanksgiving was holiday pay. Mm-hmm. But uh, what really pissed me off was that it was just inordinately busy on Thanksgiving. But it wasn't like there's like 20 cars in every lane, you know, for the entire shift. It was just like, all right, one of them would drive up. I'm like, oh, good, I got a relief. Nope, here comes another one. At least with like when it's like completely backed up, I'm like, oh, great, I'm not going anywhere. Not going to be able to play my 3DS or read anything on my phone. So it's I just got to keep muscling through all this shit. So it's like that Snickers commercial. They're not going anywhere for a while. Have yeah, a but at least when all the when it, the car pulled off and there was none behind them, I was like, oh, good, I got a reprieve, and no, here comes another one. But uh, yeah, that's what that that's what my week's been mostly, and uh, I got paid today. But the only problem is my work, my place of work is at least a week behind on their. Uh, processing your checks, so I won't see any of all that sweet overtime cash until uh, next, like, two weeks from now. Wow. I, I know that I know that feels, bro, because there are some... Also, last night when I got home, my mother... I have a post battle on my Facebook, but, uh, my mother had chastised me for something, but she told me to grow up. And at the time, she was coloring in a, like, coloring book for, like, five-year-olds. Sort of like, I am not fucking kidding. So it's like in a case of pot meets kettle. Yeah. I'm, I just like was so stunned by that. I just like went to bed because I'm like, good night, everybody. I can't fucking deal with this anymore. Yeah, I would have. If it was my mother, I would have did the same thing. Because I know if I had said something, I'd probably just be waking up from the smack in the face. Mm hmm. And it'd be two years from, from that day. <laughs> But, yeah, that's how my shit went. Alright. Mako, how was your day and how was your week? Um, it's actually been pretty interesting. Uh, I got a lot of crap for Black Friday. <laughs> and did way more shopping than I should have. Oh, you too? Oh, yeah. So, I got a new TV. Oh, by the way, you're welcome. For the new TV. You gave her the uh, recommendation, I'm guessing? No. She got the new t TV because of a favor I asked her to do. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that had nothing to do with you. Really? It had nothing to do with you. I was going anyway. I did not know that. Yeah, I was going anyway. I just wasn't going to go that early. Oh, well... Now, imagine if you had gone later. Then I wouldn't have gotten a sweet new TV. How you much did you end up paying for it, by the way? Tell the story. Tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> this story is so awesome. Okay, so... Wait, wait, before um, you continue, just, 
I'm, I'm going to stop the music because this is an epic story. Because it's story time with, Aunt, with Auntie Mako-chan. Yeah, so uh, we went to Wally World mainly because I was going to walk around. It's it, it, literally my first Black Friday shopping experience, and I will never do this shit again, ever. Never Good ask it again. I will never do this again. Um, but basically... Uh, my mother's girlfriend was talking about how she used to go and got it in my head. Yeah, sure, I'll go. And then Ranma had been talking about um, getting some stuff that was going to be on sale. And since he couldn't order it and have me pick it up, I decided screw it. And we went as just a big group. So... um, on the way over there, we were looking at the sale flyers and saw that they had a 32-inch flat-screen HD TV for $98. Off-brand, crappy, but who cares? It's 32 inches flat-screen and HD, which now, is a hell of a lot better than the TV I had. Now, um, was that brand name Funai, right? Yes. I did a little research. Couldn't even afford a magnet box? Come on now. All right, all right before we continue, Funai... Is Magnet Box. Philips, Mag- oh. Philips Magnavox sold their rights to Funai to manufacture in the U.S. I did a little research. Yes, you, Funai's not, a, they're, they're known in Japan, so you still would have gotten a good deal. Please continue. Yeah, well, anyway, so um, they only had 30 t- uh, 50 TVs in stock. It happened to be one of the TVs that was uh, part of their like hour special so basically if you were there and you were online if you weren't one of the first 50 you got what amounts to a rain check where you pay for the tv that night and they would ship it to whatever walmart that you would want it to be shipped to um before christmas so i figured all right that's not bad i'd still get it within the month i didn't need it right then and there but so, um, the only issue is, is that there were uh, problems with the, I guess, processing of these tickets. So, at some point, the only place to be able to fully process them was at guest services. We didn't find that out until we were online and had already paid for our stuff. Um, the line took us to check out almost 45 minutes. And that's just to check out. So then we had to get on a different line to go and get these ticket voucher thingies um, put through. So as we're on that line, um, we're not moving. The line isn't moving at all. And uh, the assistant manager basically comes over and says, look, um, the... Computers are down in corporate. There's nothing we can do. We can't process anything until the computers come back up. Now, all of this stuff, all of those tickets had a um, a 2 a.m. time limit. So you had to have everything purchased by 2 a.m. So she basically told everybody that if they wanted to come back tomorrow, that she would honor the tickets, but only in that particular store. So basically, everybody that was in front of me left, figuring that they would come back. Not five minutes, yeah, not five minutes later, 
she comes over and she was about to go down the line and uh, basically say, if you wanted to stay, we would give you, um, we would give you something of comparable value. So right after she said that to the very small group that was standing around me, all of the computers came back up. And all of the computers were able to uh, process the tickets again. So, um, yeah, but she had already announced to at least that small group that she was going to give them something comparable to uh, where the tickets were. So we stayed in line went over to where they needed to be. And uh, basically, by the end of it, we ended up with, let's see, I ended up with a 32-inch Samsung TV, um, $98. And my mother and her girlfriend each got a 29-inch uh, Vizio TV. Originally, she was going to make it 78 uh, $79, but then realized that the Vizio was still a better TV, even though it was a smaller TV, than the one that, uh, the Funai. So, basically, um, because of that, she said, no, it's, it's going to be the same, the $98. Well, the guy at the register must not have heard her. So he was still giving those away for $79. Um, and then because of all the issues we were having to deal with, each one of us got a $10 gift card that was put towards the prices of those TVs. So we got one 32-inch Samsung for $98 and two 29-inch 29 29 Vizios for, I think, final price was like 55, uh, 65-ish. Um, all three of those TVs were also on sale this week, uh, that this past weekend, um, for two hundred and twenty-seven dollars sale price. So overall, you made out like a fucking bandit. Yep. And I told that story to a coworker, and he was like, "Well, y'all should—they should just sell the TVs." I'm like, "Are you crazy?" Oh hell no. I did not stand in line all that time to sell my fucking TV. I'm like, they practically break even. It makes no point, you know? Yeah. Let me guess. Did you did you yell yoink when you ran out of the store with your purchase? Um. Well, we didn't really yell yoink for that one. Um. See, while we were purchasing our other stuff, um, there were two tablets being purchased. One of the tablets rang through and was handed off to the person that was bagging. The other tablet did not ring through and was still handed off to the person that was bagging. So we ended up getting an almost $100 tablet for free as well. And I checked the specs nice. on it. It's pretty much on par with the tablet I got you, but it's slightly better because of the chip, but whatevs. But you still made yeah. out better because you have a bigger screen. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's my Black Friday story. And that was story time with Auntie Mako-chan. <laughs> okay. Work as per normal, and I've been going in on Saturdays because so, we have all these machines that got to get done. 
And a couple of Saturdays, I thought I was getting overtime, but I wasn't because I think that one week I had Monday off and I went in Saturday. That got counted as normal hours. Doesn't matter. I still have like like 10 hours of overtime coming my way, give or take. Close to 12. I don't know. I don't remember. We kind of realized because of what's going on with our tech team in India, the machines won't be ready to give to the users. All I can do is upgrade them, but let them sit on the network and hope and pray that the machines will get the software. If not, move along. Now, as for my Thanksgiving, I stayed home, ate pizza, after I think I ran out somewhere and came back, and I was really pissed because the Chinese restaurant I wanted to eat at was closed, so I ordered Papa John's. Because I had a coupon, you know. You can't beat a large pie for 15 bucks with um, with tip, so. And then I began my trek out for Black Friday. I make it over to the Staples. I thought I realized I'm the second person there, but technically I'm the I was the second, but I was the first customer. Because the sale the GM was there. So next thing you know, I'm talking with these other guys in the line. I pretty much convinced everybody on the line not to buy a Kindle Fire. <laughs> <laughs> So, I went in, got the tablet, and then my next stop was to head off to um, the Target, because I was going to try to get Mako-chan and our other friend, um, Seiya, the cell phones that they wanted. It was like, whoever can get it first. And that's why I first found out the story when I called Mako until I got the tablet. Hop on the train, make my way down. Now, you would think that for every type of electronic item, there is a line. No, there's one line for everything. I put, it's like a general store of electronics. Yeah. I find... If it wasn't for the nice uh, mother and daughter, I would not have been able to find the vacuum cleaner that I wanted. Um, I got that, jumped in the line, waited about 10 minutes, actually got to hold my spot, went to the front, and I had a guy to check for the phone. Did not have it. The closest location was Gateway Mall. I'm like, I am not traveling two, three hours by mass transit to get one phone. I will shank somebody. <laughs> So, I grab my um, vacuum cleaner. I'm getting in touch with my other friend, Alex, because he's down at GameStop. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go up to Kmart, get my coffee maker, and come back. I'm looking at the time. Fuck it. I wouldn't have the time. Or I'd just be cutting it close. So, I end up going over to the GameStop. And because he was the first person online, he was out there since 9 o'clock, I was the second person online. But I was the first one to be served because while everybody was like mulling around in the, in the store, I was straight to the checkout because I knew exactly what I wanted. So I, I tell the, the the game advisor what I wanted. And you can tell already she was in a bitchy mood. Probably because she was working on Black Friday. Yeah, she pretty much complained to us, her coworkers, everybody. You could. <laughs> I think this is a type of girl where I think other gamer girls would find her and string her up and beat her like a piñata. And Mako-chan would be standing there with a cigar in her mouth like um, the dude from the A-Team. Like, I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> so I asked for the first game. It's quote-unquote new, or as I like to say, open box. I'm like, don't you have a new copy? She's like, this is all we got. Okay. I pick up Nino Kuni. It's a collector's edition, the greatest hits one. I'm like, do you have a non-greatest hits one? This is all that they send us. Whatever. I get 
Tekken vs. Street Fighter, Street Fighter vs. Street Fighter Cross Tekken, and Kingdom Hearts HD Remix, which is so beautiful. I mean, my God. So I got what I want. Now I'm already pissed, and I already bitched about this on my Facebook, which in turn turned into a drag down fist fight with another game advisor. Let me just say this. GameStop, I'm giving you my money now. As someone who worked retail for two other big chains, I expect the same respect across the board. You think I'm being hard on you? You should see how I am when I, when I go into the other retail stores because I know they're SOP. And I already wrote up my letter in regards to the situation. I already fired off a copy to customer service and everybody on the executive board because I was able to track them email addresses and I mailed a copy to the store. I am not one to be fucked with. Damn, you're going in there, guns and one-liners ablazing. Yes, I can understand. I wouldn't have done it if I was being bitchy back at her. I was being nice and respectful. Every Black Friday I've worked, I've never copped an attitude with anyone. I gave them the best respect that I could. I'm like, they're here, you know. What's, there's no point in doing that shit. And if, and if we go to the chat room, raging, it goes on a related note. What kind of sick fuck wants to shop on a goddamn Thanksgiving? Keep your fucking asses at home and spend time with family, people. Number one, I don't want to deal with my family or else I will be going to jail in cuffs. And Mako-chan's like, for the last time, I ain't got bail money. Number two, given how my work hours were, I really did not want to go travel and come back. And all the sales were happening that night. And also, I did not want to spend all the extra money on shipping. And come to think of it, I think this, the Black Friday deals were a lot better than the Cyber Monday deals, but that's just me. Hey, I went shopping with my family, so eat go. that. There you go. Maka went out with the whole Kino family to go shopping. They were right. They had each other's backs. They had their shivs ready to shank somebody. Lightning was flying in all directions. It was a mess. Yeah, pretty much. Silver Lining, her cell phone held a charge for three days after that. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is I was reading Reddit like most of the horror stories are coming from Walmart that's where most of the horror stories because I'm reading how oh I saw footage of a guy who was who had recorded a guy punching out an, like an older lady to get something with cops like 10 feet away and the cops did nothing and Walmart security threw him out for recording it uh, you have to link your tap later, but I, I'll say this much. If an old woman wants something, you don't stop her. I've worked in a supermarket long enough to know this. And now that we got that out of the way, let's go ahead, take our first break, and when we get back, we're going we're gonna to get down and plot through all the mail and all the, all the articles and stuff that we got here, and... It, 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 there's going to be a lot of angst coming up. That's the best thing I can tell you. Oh, goody. Yeah. We'll be back.
If you like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VOGNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out The Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. Alright, so anywho, back to the matter at hand here. Normally I'd make a little quip, but you know, we gotta jump right into the thicket here. Now, first things first, on my way home, you know, I always check Facebook, and my bro, Dimitrex, linked me to an article. Um, on a sad note, Danny Wells, known as Luigi from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, various other roles, and he was also the bartender on the Jeffersons, passed away in his, I guess, in his hometown of Native Canada at the age of 72. Uh, And four years prior to that, Captain Lou Albano also passed. So Mario and Luigi are back together. Yes. Wonder if he got there with a, by a green war pipe popping out in the cloud somewhere. That would be pretty awesome. It really would be, though. So, like I said on my Facebook, and I'll say it again if I can pull it up. Come on. So long, Luigi. You're with your brother Mario in the Mushroom Kingdom in the sky. I played a one-up theme, but I don't think I have enough time to find it, so... It is what it is. And, and, move, and moving on into, into the scene here. Now, last night, again on my, on my personal Facebook, I posted a link. It was it's with the whole sexy cosplay slash slut shaming, cosplay shaming debacle that's going on within the fandom right now. And I'd like to slap a few of those people like to calm down. It ain't that serious. So, let me see if I can. I where did I where the hell did I put it? Well, long story short, someone had pretty much called out Jessica Negri about her sexy Assassin's Creed cosplay, saying that a lot of people who do sexy cosplays have no idea of the source material and doing it just for the attention. Oh, here we go. This again. Yes, and so. The per the Assassin's Creed Facebook page pretty much handed her a holy slap. They pretty much said, "Well, she knows a lot more about the fandom than you think, and she was doing something different, and so on and so forth." Which, truthfully, I I really can't hate on it. It's it's what it is. Now, as I'm looking at some, as I'm looking at like everybody talking and discussing it, I'm like, are you... 
my mind is kind of sort of blown as to some of the responses that are on there. And for the longest, I've been a bit of like, not an advocate, but someone has spoken about how there really shouldn't be this type of cosplay, because I think it's crazy, I think it's stupid, I think it's retarded. But after watching Heroes of Cosplay, it's like, you know, you can't... There's worse. No, it's not that. You can't stop a cosplayer from doing whatever they want. You're going to find somebody that's going to do these types of sexy cosplay, and they may not know the source material. It's not It's not a deal breaker. Some people will do it for the attention. Some people will not. Some people do it because they've already done the regular. They want to do something different. Let them. Who are we to really judge? I mean, granted, I'm not going to sit there and walk up to them and say what I think of it. I, I'm not. I would never do something like that. I'm just going to keep the thoughts to myself and and just and go about it. And, and I know you, Mako, you, you were kind of vocal about that. Well, it's just that my whole thing is is that there were so many other things that she could have done. Um, she basically took what is typically a regular um, a regular costume from Assassin's Creed and made it sexy. And you know what? I, I wouldn't really mind that except that that's all she really tends to do. And the way that she did it, if they hadn't said that it was from Assassin's Creed, I wouldn't have even realized it was from Assassin's Creed. If you want to do a sexy cosplay from something like that, it's, it's just... And this is my opinion. And the thing is, you can do whatever the hell you want to, and that'll be your opinion. But if you have the opinion that you can do whatever you want to and flaunt it wherever you want to, I have the opinion that I can speak up and speak out about it. So it sounds like this is what these people are forgetting, that, <laughs> that, that it goes both ways here. Yeah. Well, that is what a lot of people are forgetting. They say, oh, well, you shouldn't say anything about it just because she's doing it. Well, no, if she's doing it, then I have the right to say something about it. My issue is that with all of these sexy costumes that are already in that video game, why did she take a costume and make it sexy in such a way that I had no idea what the hell she was cosplaying? That is my issue. When you can take a costume that should be relatively known and do it in such a way that it doesn't look like the costume anymore... That's what I have an issue with. Well, I knew it was from Assassin's Creed because of the flintlock. That's that's how I knew. But to uh, reference to what Gamer Girl X says in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, you mean like back in the day when girls did sexy no jutsu of everything? Yes. A lot of people still do that anyway. Yeah, but it's mm-hmm. not as bad as it was. It's I mean it was it got it was so made to the point where you know what. I'm just not phased by it anymore, you know? And the thing is, this, sh- I mean, this shit kind of goes down even deeper in the cosplay community because you would think with all the drama and the bullshit, we'd be able to band together and rock this and have a good time. It's like, I'm at a Ron Moana photo shoot, and then there is a um, 
a female Ronda that shows up with tits out the here, and a couple of cosplayers are like, no, 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 no. And me, I'm like, y'all don't watch much of the series, do you? Because there are a couple of scenes where it's like that, but... Well, I mean, that's something different, too. Um, I mean, she, the female Ranma, as long as she's not dressing with her tits hanging out, it's part of what should be the cosplay. Okay, all right, all right, okay. But again, I mean, my issue is, is I'm allowed to be vocal against something. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to wear whatever the hell you want to. That's just how this thing works. If somebody came up to me and was dressed that way, am I going to talk down to them or talk bad to them? No, of course I'm not going to do that because it's not the type of person I am because they have the ability to do that. I just mm-hmm. don't necessarily agree with that with what they're doing. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean that I think that they should stop it, though. I just don't agree, and I think it's stupid, but that's my opinion. Yeah, and, and I did, but one time I agreed. I, I fully backed that, but now it's like, you know... Do it's just it's everywhere. I know, and it ain't going away anytime soon because this is also in part of the fact there are a lot of cosplayers who are trying to get their modeling career going, and or they're trying to uh, or to build a brand name. Yeah, build a brand or get their or their modeling getting in the cosplay to add to their portfolio. So it it is what it is. So you know. I don't know. I just think if you're going to be at a booth, mm-hmm. a gaming booth, I think the costume should be accurate to the game and oh. not just about tits to get people over there. Of course. And you're right. But some booths will do that just to get people in, you know, and it happens. Oh, I know. But I mean, I just think that if I'm going over to a booth that happens to be about a game, I would rather see game costumes and not somebody with her with their tits hanging out. All right. That's just my opinion. Uh, you know what? Unless, of course, the costume happens to be about a girl with tits like and they're hanging out. She was cosplaying as, say, Bayonetta or uh, my Shirai Nui from uh, King of Fighters. Or in the case where Jessica Negri got her big break, um, Juliet Starling from Lollipop Chainsaw, which I have to finish that game. Yeah, so I mean... Finished it? I, I got lazy. When she was Game doing Juliet, when, when she was doing Juliet, I had no issue. Did I think it needed to be on the game floor? Eh, that's debatable. But she was at least cosplaying to the character. She was cosplaying for the video game. She just happened to be cosplaying in an event arena that didn't want booth babes. So that was the issue with her being kicked out, not because she was dressed the way she was. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, that's what the cosplay was for. And that, like, I had no problem with that. I had absolutely no problem with that. I just had a problem with the fact that the company itself was trying to get away with a booth babe and just saying, oh, no, she's not a booth babe. She's a cosplay contest winner. Well... That's just, that's the company, though, trying to be shysty. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it can go both ways. I mean, 
she, yeah, Booth Baby, yeah, she was advertising the game. But yes, at the same time, she was advertising the game as a cosplayer. So it can go either way. That That's an endless circle right there. And like Gamer Girl X says, unfortunately, sex sells. So why don't we just level the fucking playing field? If we're going to have um big booby girls advertising games and stuff like that, how about for the ladies and some of the, and some of the guys out there Topless dudes walking around in uh, in speedos for cosplay. How about oh, that? except that they do have those topless dudes walking around in speedos. Except that the topless dudes aren't as pretty as the nearly topless girls. Because well, they don't, they don't get these people are. <laughs> well, yeah, they don't get the ripped guys to uh, be putting on the the loincloths and crap like that. So I mean, Apparently, if you're I gonna, if, you're if gonna... someone is uh, like that built, you know, that jacked, they're not, they're not going to be into something, quote unquote, nerdy, like this. Well, most of these, most of these um, booth babes and cosplayers that do that are models. So I'm sorry, but there are plenty of male models out there with the physiques that would match the female models. So you can't be saying, oh, yeah, she's just a model, she's just a model, when you're getting guys basically just off the street. If you're going to go into that whole, she's just a model, she's just a model, then get the guys that are just the model, just the model. Mm. Equal opportunity gawking. That's all I'm saying. All right. Fair enough. You, you think we, we, can't, we beat this topic into the ground once again? Oh, yep. Please, this topic will never die. Yeah, it's gonna I keep... think for, yeah. I, I think for tonight it's dead. Yeah. It's the new subs versus dubs. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, actually, I think that's a very good, um, a good comparison. Mm-hmm. Now, as Rageinator says. Personally speaking, I think it's okay to dress sexy if you're cosplaying a character like one of those in, D- in DOA Extreme Beach Volleyball, but not so much to sex up a Crassus Creed's Altair. Vorisan says, actually, that's what advertisers think. In reality, when a study was conducted, promotion with sexual imagery was lower than those that are not. It's the marketers that think sex sells. Well, it could go, again, that's something that can go either way. Some people says it don't. Some people says it does. I guess it all depends on whose palm gets greased better than the other. Mm, that too. Yeah. Now, now speaking of kind of like sex sales and what's not, just happened to come across our first main article of the night. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase brochure. Cos- and that would be cosplay undressed. Newest cosplay trend shows how heroes take off their clothes. I'm going to link this in the chat because it because it, it, they need it, some context for this, don't they? Yeah, but on the same token, I wouldn't put it past Cube just because. <laughs> The latest fad amongst Japanese cosplayers on Twitter is showing that you don't actually need to be wearing a costume to be in character. It started when one person le- wondered if leaving a cosplay costume folded up outside the bathroom door would make it look like the character was actually inside taking a bath or something. And that idea just went crazy. 
and it, and the article says cosplayers are known for being a creative bunch. And some of the photos that's linked in the article, you can see it, that the photographers put a bit of thought in how the character would actually strip down before enjoying a peaceful soak in the tub. And we have one of uh, Madoka. Uh, I don't know what the second one is. It doesn't it, it's not familiar. The third one I think is Fairy Tale. Followed by I don't I think it's Cardcaptor Sakura, I think. And then mm, you have Naruto and you see a it hey, looks like a ratty like dreadlock weave yeah, uh, wig. Yeah. And the next and the one after that is, is from Toho Project. And I think this is the funniest one of them all. Come on. I don't on. know. Some of these get pretty weird. No. The end. Al's head in front of the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I think that's the funniest one. No, uh, I like the... Shouldn't it be a... Uh, what is it? Um, the, the, What is it? Like a seal in the inside of his armor that keeps his soul bound to it? Yeah. Um, sh- Should he worry about that getting wet? Nah, it's not like it's going to rust. I meant, would the water make the seal run off? I, I, I don't, I doubt it. More Toho Project, Hatsune Miku. Um, I don't know. I, I'm kind, I'm kind of amused at the one at the very, very end. All right. I think the next. I don't know. I think that uh, some of these I can't identify, but what they've uh, got Darth Vader. They've got wow, Deadpool. Vader. It is um, it's Haruhi Suzumiya. She put she it's all folded nice and neat. Mm. Uh, Code Geass, uh, Z- uh, Lelouch's Zero outfit. Rorono Zoro from One Piece. And uh, of course, there's a Deadpool in here because of course. No uh, Deadpool. <laughs> and and um, the random horse mask. And I think yeah. That's and could- the very last one? Cthulhu? That's a Malboro from Final Fantasy. Wow. No, because wow. you know what I thought? What? The first thing that came to my mind? Tentacle monster in the bathroom. Oh! As you can see, somebody's mind is in the gutter on the show besides mine. That's the first thing I thought of is, oh my god, there's a tentacle monster in the bathroom. Just terrible. Just <laughs> yep. <laughs> and as Forisan says, I'm just thinking of the Mad Magazine spoof of Star Wars where a hulking Darth Vader is seen taking his armor off, and we see a silhouette of an ultra skinny dude scrubbing his back in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and no, Ari, you're not going to see Ash and Misty's clothes outside the same shower. Damn it. You're gonna ha- you you're gonna have to plot that one out on by yourself. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> and then there's a reference to Miko Mito. Hi-yo! <laughs> yes, game followed by Gamer Girl X. LOL. My apartment is filled with my tentacles all the time. No wonder you you're always smiling when I see you at cons and so forth. <laughs> We'll we'll let the we'll let the listeners figure that one out. Anywho, I'm not sure they'll want to figure it out, but whatever. Well, hey, <laughs> Anson Mark's like, what the hell have I walked in on? You walked in on hentai and shenanigans and cosplayers in the tub. You should have gotten here ten minutes ago, dude. 
You would have had a little bit of context. Well, anyhow. All right, and um, let's, uh, you mind? Let's see. Are you take the next one? Because I know um, Mako's gonna want the one after that. Okay. Uh, is this the one about the uh, weather reports? Yep. All right then. <clears throat> the Japanese weather, like Japanese weather reports, are more adorable with anime characters. Well, yeah. In most countries, the weather report is not cute. The weatherman for, or weather woman might be attractive. They might not. But the report itself is fairly bland. Not in Japan. NHK has used anime-inspired characters for weather reports for the past few years. In two February 2009, NH NHK's Newswatch 9 began using Haru-chan, or Spring-chan, in its weather reports. And here we see an image of, I'm guessing that's Haru-chan, of her head floating across Japan. Uh, the, like just the southeast of Japan. Of course, if that was a hurricane, that would look far, far more frightening. Mm. Other characters followed, such as Rainy Season Chan, Summer Shogun, Fall Chan, and Winter Shogun. The characters are used for reporting the weather and giving seasonal advice. It is unabashed geek pandering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This particular news program's weather report is unusual, even for Japan. That's saying something. Most weather reports also have fairly bland graphics like you typically see. But these cute characters have their fans, even their fan art. Oh my god. Officially licensed figures and plush toys. Great. <laughs> I don't know. I like this. I mean... Oh, I do. Trust yeah. me. It reminds me of uh, when I was in Japan... When I was in Korea and Japan in uh, January 2001, I was flying from Japan to Hawaii... The instructional safety video was done like a little anime short. Cool. Including a, a Pokemon pastiche of a guy lighting up a cigarette in a bathroom and it having to be the having to be put out with a little animal that shoots water to uh, tell people don't smoke in the fucking bathrooms. Yeah, you can wait till the end of the flight to get your, to get your uh, nicotine on. Character goods are incredibly popular in Japan and have been for a very long time. In that way, creating characters that can be merchandised makes sense. Late last week, however, Newswatch 9 announced that its new winter character was Fuyu-chan, or Winter-chan. She takes her place along with Natsu-chan, the new summer character that debuted this past July. I don't know, I'm starting to like the winter Shogun. Yeah, he looks pretty cool. I'm not sure how much, like how well, uh, animated characters would for doing news report, doing weather reports would uh, go over here. I don't know. It would probably go over pretty well if it was on like Disney or something like that. If it was like educational, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like talking about like on the six o'clock news when it comes to the weather. You see little cartoon characters popping up to uh, you know, do the weather and whatnot. Not like on a. Uh, like actual people, human like cartoon characters, like in that. You see the previous Ranker Man too. Uh, yeah. Well, you wanna? It's clear they don't know how blue screen works. Mm-hmm. And one guy has pants the same color as the background. I was scrolling through the comments on this, and the guy named Ono says, "I still think this is the way to go," and it's uh, Ollie Williams. It's raining sideways, he says, 
as a hurricane pours in. It's raining sideways, Desu! <laughs> Thanks for making that worse. Oh my god. Whoa, that's nothing. That's nothing. Oh god. Look, at live.vognetwork.com, Fori-san comes up with Hurricane Desu, and Anson Mark goes, Kanyawa Kawai Kane. Well played, good sir. Well played. Wow. <laughs> Mako? Ouch. <laughs> well, I was one of the, segueing off to you, but that works too. Well, one of the figurines is available on goodsmile.info, so... Hmm. Still, ouch. Alright, so, uh... Let's get on to something a little bit more interesting. Um... I think I talked a little bit about this earlier, mm-hmm. uh, the live-action Lupin the Third movie. Yes. I think we've all touched on it at one point. Yeah, well, um, they started to go through um, the actual, you know, taping of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it seems that there are stills that are being leaked. Um, nothing exactly... Uh, particularly saying that it's a still from the movie shoot, but the actor that is playing Lupin is in the short pants and a dark shirt with the yellow tie. He kind of looks like Lupin. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing. Um, the only The only thing is, one, he's not wearing the green jacket, but not always... Uh, worn during the TV shows if he was doing something else. My issue with this is, well, he looks like Lupin. Where Where are are his sideburns? Yeah, he's supposed to have like the long, like big thick mutton chops, doesn't he? Not that The big going a guy style. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, that's a little upsetting to me. You'll be fine. You'll be alright. It's still a little upsetting to me. You will be okay. It's still a little upsetting to me. But (laughs) on the plus side of it, if you look at the cast, they have Go Ayano, who played Kenshin, playing Gomon. That makes sense. They do have a lot of um, actors that have been in previous live-action anime stuff, so that's actually a pretty cool thing. And this article says Mesa Kuroki will play Fujiko. I still have to get around doing Jigen one of these days. Yes, you do. And I got the perfect shoes. I just got I just gotta get them um resold. And they'd be perfect. I just need that, the gun, and the hat, and I can just buy a fake beard, so I just need just about everything. <laughs> what question no. though? Uh I guess he's going to wear both the green and the red jackets in the movie because the poster shows him in the, uh, it, it shows just a gun in his hand, but it has the, uh, red sleeve. When did, when did he, when did he wear the red, red jacket? Uh, later on in, like, hmm. more recent years, I believe. Yeah, it doesn't I remember say when exactly. it was on, uh, when it was on Cartoon Network for a while, he was mm-hmm. in the red jacket. Yeah. 
Yeah. Plus, it, didn't they have a, a movie, a special with uh, Green Lupin versus Red Lupin? Like it's a player one and player two or something like that? It sounds like Spy versus Spy. Wait, say that again? I said it sounded like Spy versus Spy. And I said there was something like that. And re- spy versus Spy with the the two spies being copies of Lupin? That would be awesome. Thief versus Thief. <laughs> Regina uh, uh, says, Don't live-action adaptations of anime tend to um suck? Case in point, the last Airbender movie. Okay. So to be no. fair, whoa, whoa, Airbender whoa, 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 is not an, an anime series. Thank you. Shh. American, shut up. Thank Uh-oh. you. <laughs> she stole American, the soapbox. American versions of anime adaptations suck. Japanese versions of anime adaptations rock. Case in Thank point, you. the Rurouni Kenshin movie. Ranma one half. I mean, those were great. Yes, Ranma was campy and cheesy, but the shit was fun regardless. Yeah, but it should have been campy and cheesy. Yes, that's something I have to add to my Blu-ray collection. Look at all that they've done for Sailor Moon live action. Sailor Moon live action, they have not had any issues with. It was it it kind of it was campy like Super Sentai, but it was dark like the it was a little dark like the manga to keep it going. So, I mean, there was also Cutie Honey to Live, which was also pretty cool. I I mean, I haven't seen a serious anime that they've screwed up I've seen them purposely screw up like live action hentai anime Mm -hmm. but that's supposed to be stupid and fucked up and campy Yes. case in point La Blue Girl there was a live action La Blue Girl yes and live action Angel of Darkness never heard of that one but I'm guessing it's a good thing I never heard of the first one and Pori San says, Cutie the Live was hilarious. The movie was crap. The movie was just hokey. That's all it was. It was just hokey. It was like watching a live action stripperella movie, okay? And I'm not, and I mean, it's just the campiness of it. Oh, God, stripperella. I actually thought that was going to be like legit serious. Two episodes in. What the fuck am I watching? Fun fact Vince McMahon voiced the character in stripperella. Oh, wow. No, no way, and he didn't change his voice at all. It was like you heard the guy talk, especially when he got angry, and like, holy shit, Vince McMahon is in a fucking cartoon. And for it's to- like it's a cartoon character voicing a cartoon, fucking Toonception. And for well, let's face it, you know WWE characters are live action cartoons as mm-hmm. as they are anyway. Rock and wrestling. Anywho, Forisan <laughs> goes, Yes, I remember seeing them bootlegged in the mid 90s. Forisan, my brother, they're still being bootlegged in the 2010s. They're just not on v- on VHSs anymore. They're, they're on, on DVDs D- and Blu rays. Yeah, they're on DVD right next to the booth where you can buy bootleg ROMs on DVD for five bucks. <laughs> you think by now with the price of flash drives coming down, you just sell them, just Pop them into a flash drive. Shit. But whatever. That would be too simple. Yeah, 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 it would. It would. Okay. Moving right along. Let's bring this up. Um, there we go. New spinoff of Lucky Star announced. 
A preview for a release issue of Comptique Magazine has revealed that Lucky Star will be getting a, another spin-off series. More information will be coming is released in the magazine itself. The magazine will be giving away a big poster of Lucky Star to celebrate their 10th anniversary since the manga version has been published since 2005. This will be the second spin-off for Lucky Star series since the previous Miyakawa Keino Kufuku spin-off was aired this year. Which I have to get my hands on and watch. But unfortunately, since there is no Bandai US, we probably won't see the light of day of that unless our Lord and Savior of Anime Funimation rescues the license. Possible. Yeah, they've been rescuing a lot of licenses lately. Yep. And this I is have... a shot in the dark. But... For uh, Funimation to rescue it. Yeah, I mean, they got enough on their, on their plate as is. Uh, is there any reason why uh, Miku Atsune is in this little ad in the graphic? The hell are you talking about? Uh, the, uh, for the Lucky Star spinoff? The uh, little picture on the page, it has a uh, Miku in a little insert. I don't know, I have an ad blocker on, so I don't I don't see it. Uh, it's the main image of the article. Oh, it's from the magazine. It's probably an article, it's probably an article in regards to Hatsune in there. Hmm. Because for a second there, I thought, oh great, Lucky Star Vocaloid crossover. This has potential. Have you? Oh, that's right. You haven't seen Vocalon, have you? Vocalon? Yeah, you know K-On, right? Yeah. It, they, somebody on Nico Nico Duga did, redid opening the K-On to Vocaloids. I did not know that, no. Yeah, it, yeah there's a lot of mad parodies out there on YouTube with, with Vocaloids. Quite interesting. There was a whole lot of them. Now they're overrun by attack on parody. Of course they are. But I only know like a handful of uh, you know, Vocaloid songs, like the two versions of a B Miku and B Hatsune. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So, so when it comes to rescuing Bandai licenses, you got Sentai Filmworks. They're looking at Bandai's catalog that isn't Sunrise. Meanwhile, all the Gundam fans are crying because no one's picking those ty- those licenses up. But I have, to say, I have to finish watching Lucky Star. I mean, it's like this is the best way I can describe Lucky Star. If you like Azumanga Daio, Lucky Star is right up your alley, regardless. It's just like the only difference is it's a generation gap. Yeah. And on to- yeah, I started watching um, Lucky Star with you, yeah. and I haven't gotten, I, I haven't finished watching it. I'll have to probably let you. I'll have to let you borrow the DVDs then. And Anson Mark goes. I'm still waiting. On, waiting for Attack on Yaya. Uh, it ain't. If it ain't happened now, it ain't gonna happen anytime soon, bro. And actually, we're actually doing good time. Don't hex it. Otherwise, this thing will go to one in the morning. Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you'll be. You'll be running. I'll be passed out at the at, at my at, I'll be passed out here, snoring loudly while you continue on the podcast with a bottle of tequila and Jack. Okay. It'll be a ratings gold mine. Also, the drunk episode is two weeks from now. Yes, exactly. So, moving right along. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. A uh, new. Fairy Tale project coming next spring. Mm-hmm. First 
issue, the first 2004 issue of Conancha's Weekly Shonen Magazine is, an, is announcing on Wednesday that Fairy Tale will launch a quote-unquote shocking project next spring. The original moniker creator Hiro Mashima confirmed in July that a relaunch of Fairy Tale television anime project has been greenlit. The first adaptation ended this past March. The fantasy adventure manga series launched in a magazine in 2006, and the 41st compiled book volume slate to ship in Japan on December 17th. Kodansha Comics is released in the series in North America, and the 33rd volume will ship on December 3rd. The series' first television anime adaptation ran in Japan from October 2009 to March 2013. The anime inspired two original video anime and a film. Funimation was released in the first television series and a fairy tale of the movie Phoenix Priestess in North America. The series' seventh volume and film will ship on DVD and Blu-ray on December 10th. Well, maybe that's probably why it, it took that break, so now we know what the hell's going on. So we're getting a relaunch of it. Yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah, probably. My guess is it's going to be more... I don't know, more a uh, different telling, maybe. Yeah, because I haven't watched Fairy Tale, so I I really would it don't... be like uh, Brotherhood was to Vanilla no, Full Metal Alchemist. No, I don't think so. I don't know because I I haven't watched the anime to see how far it is from the manga. Um. So I mean, it could be. It could be anything. It could be a side story, too. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be more like Brotherhood and be and follow the honor, uh, follow the manga more. Just a guess. Uh, we'll find out soon enough. Well, I mean, look at all the other the other things that have spawned other anime. Look at Naruto. The Rock Lee uh, spinoff. Exactly. And that's just basically a bunch of chibis. Look at all the um, the dot .hack animes. There are a couple of them that, I mean, it's a, like, they're sequels, they're uh, prequels, but there are a couple of anime specials in there that are basically just, like, the characters meeting just to BS and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, um... Full Metal Alchemist has them too. The little mini OVAs. So it could be anything. It could be a retelling. It could be something closer to the manga. Or it could be just something short and sweet. Only time will tell, I guess. Yeah, well, we only have a couple months. Yep. And I tell you one thing. Whatever the hell it is, people are going to be happy about it. Alright, so I guess it's my turn. Yep, your turn sure. in the barrel. So, Gurren Lagan is uh, coming out with a new manga. Um, it's going to launch this month, at the end of the month. Uh, the issue of Monthly Heroes Magazine announced on Saturday that Tengen Topa Gurren Lagan Otoko Daho Hen, which basically is a Total Idiot Men, baseball manga is going to launch in the next issue. 
um, which is going to be December 28th. Uh, the writer is credited with the script. Um, he wrote the original drama CD that was bundled with the anime's DVD. And um, uh, Saki Nonoyama is going to draw the art for it. The story reimagines the characters of the anime as baseball players at Daigaran Academy. And they meet a mysterious old man over a bowl of rama, ramen with roast pork. Bowl of Rama, really? Ramen. We got cannibals over there now? Yeah. Hey! <laughs> Sorry. So, um, yeah, the, yeah, so the current, um, manga for, for Gurren Lagan is going to be ending, um, in, in the same issue, or just the issue that just came up, um, so basically this is going to be the next Gurren Lagan that's going to be uh, put out. But at the same time, it's just, it's so weird. <laughs> um, if someone, if some bad guy isn't in a, one of those god-awful Houston Astros uniforms from the 1970s, I'm going to be very pissed off. No, they gotta be dressed, they gotta be dressed as um, Boston Red Sox. Oh, come on, that's too simple. Okay, the major villains, but I'm talking about like the like villain of the day shit, you know? Okay. I just got one thing to say about all, about the whole the Gurren Lagan baseball manga. What? Roll, roll, swing the bat! Yes, yeah, so, uh... Kamina is going to pierce the heavens with a grand slam home run. Oh, dear God. I mean, bad. look, I don't know about you, Michael. I can just picture Kyle dressed as Kamina, just holding the bat like, whoop. Put him in an old Philly Strowback jersey, number 29, John Crook. That'll make my day. No, nah, it's got to be the babe. As Hockey Kamina says, cue Kamina doing the babe's home run call. Oh, dear God. I, 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 how can you not picture that? It's just, there are so many sports, manga, and anime out there. Why did they take something like this and say, you know what, we're going to add sports to it. Fuck you. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a fanfic or two just like this somewhere. That's what fanfiction.net is all about. <laughs> it's just, it, it's, it's so... I don't know, and, and like I can't see this stuff being made into an anime. Because it's just so random. But then again, I've seen just complete random anime as it is. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so screwed up. <laughs> There's no mecha in baseball. Oh, Fori Sand, come on. <laughs> He's got you there, dude. He's so got you there. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Now I'm imagining... Uh... Oh shit! What is it? Uh, Super Robot Wars as a baseball game. Super Robot Major League. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, Big O can blast one up for, to, to the other end of the solar system, but he can't run for shit. <laughs> God, this, this imagine like running down the plate. Is... 
I hate you guys. <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't do shit, okay? Alright, Ari, I hate you, because now I have it in my head. Um, the the Gundams from Gundam Wing. Alright, all right, hero, we need to get on base here, man. We're, th we're three... We're three down, and the uh, duo's up next. Come on, man. We got to get back in this. Mission accepted. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I don't see duo playing. I see duo as the announcer. <laughs> no, I see Relina Peace Crap as the announcer. There's no top. Rageinator, no. What the fuck? Oh, hockey, Kevin, you you just made my night. There's just who the crook do you think I am? I, I think so, I think somebody's mind is in the gutter tonight. Okay. There's no tentacle porn in baseball. What do you call a baseball bat? Something you don't want to put splinters into. Make, make splinters go into a really tight hole or something? I don't know. <laughs> Ron, though, we have to get you either a dictionary or sit you down and watch some, like, really fucked up hentai, because there's no way that a tentacle is the same thing as a bat. You make it sound like I said a wiffle ball bat, okay? That's even worse. <laughs> Can we go on, please? <sighs> okay. And Fori Song goes, Relina is the mascot everyone wants to beat up, like Mr. Met. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one would see no one would see uh, Relina as Mr. Met get beat up. They'd all leave early to beat the traffic. It's a Mets game after all. <laughs> Oh, man. Can we just please go on? <laughs> okay. If I can be serious for a moment... No, I can't. <laughs> okay, okay. Alright. Okay. A nail bat. Dude, this is not ECW. Anywho. In light of everything that we discussed, there was another topic I referenced and breaking news on our Anime Jam session Twitter. An article is coming up with the full details before the night is out, or you'll see it tonight or tomorrow, depending on how the article lays out. <sighs> on a serious note, there's been a lot of bullshit going on with conventions nowadays. There's two things I want to cover real quick. Now, Number one, there's a con coming up in the New Jersey area, called uh, Shinko Con. Now, I'm all about cons. Is they're local to me, I'll definitely go. But, if you go to the website, there's nothing. If, by chance, you Facebook search it, there are groups. All the news and all the announcements are coming out of there. And it's like, um the fuck is going on? My thing is this. Why are you making these announcements on the Facebook group, Facebook pages, but your website's not up yet? And I've been told it'll be up in two days. It'll be up in two days. I'm all about, yes, I understand Facebook is for the social networking aspect, the connections, but not everybody 
is on Facebook. Not everyone cares to be on Facebook. That's why you have a website with all this information. Because not for nothing, if you post all your announcements on Facebook, no one is going to sit there and scroll through that page to find the information that they need. Or control F it. I sure as hell won't. So, what I did last night was ask a couple, ask a very simple question. See if I can find it here. My question was this. Why isn't any of this on the website? And the response by the con chair. Because the website isn't finished being built yet. Now, Mongo Chan can vouch for this. I have a mouth on me. Do you ever? Yeah. Right then and there. I was this close to making a snide comment. But I decided not to. I don't want to get us banned from the con. I decided to shut up, zip my lip, and just let it ride. Another per- staffer is um is up says, "Yep, the website is on its way, but we're doing our best to keep you informed both in this group and on the Shinko Con page." Okay, how hard is it to throw up WordPress, a theme, and information? How hard? answer? Not, not very difficult. Exactly, not very. Someone who is so that software inept like me has like four WordPress sites up and running. Now, as I'm hearing about the con, people are talking to me, asking me if this is a Vendetta con. Now, for those who, know, who don't know, a Vendetta con or a Shame Con or Revenge Con is when staffers from one convention go off and form their own con because they can do it better. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Like, I know, I think uh, Scarlett mentioned AM2 or some con on the West Coast that tried to go toe-to-toe with AX and that failed. But then you also have on the East Coast AAC, which was formed of pissed-off anime Boston staffers. That con's been going for eight years straight. Now, I'm hearing that people were bitching and moaning about Anime Next and how they're going to do it better. If you're going to sit there and start a con based on that, don't. Just don't. Now, I find it um, odd that the con is two weeks after Anime Next at, at the Secaucus Expo Center. I thought it was going to be at the Crown Plaza, but no, it's the Expo Center. It's across the river. The Meadowlands Expo Hall. That's where it's going to be. I like that because I can book a room at the two sweet hotels. I like that. But still. My thing is this. Anime Next is going to get about, if not more than 10,000 people there. Two weeks later, I don't see them getting these types of numbers. Getting, like, high numbers. Because it's two weeks after a con in Jersey. If anything, I see them getting no more than 1,200 people, and that's me being generous. Especially for a first-year con. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I want to tell these guys, open your eyes. It's just chill. It's chill, you know? But I'm just going to sit back and just let it ride. Now, they have they have a, a, a crowd farter, a crowd starter, crowd funding. Now, you would think 
a con like this would be on Kickstarter, Indiegogo, or something like that. That's for for in for organizations, small businesses. No, it's on GoFundMe.com. One for like a personal website. Their goal is forty thousand dollars. The con- the funding has been up since the end of March. How much do they have? They have three hundred and twenty-five dollars. Oh wow, he cut the goal down in half. It's twenty thousand dollars. I can understand using crowdfunding to rate to get guests and stuff like that and like special perks. I I, I get that. But still, this is just I don't I I don't see I see this happening this kind of going for a couple of years and before it's just falls apart. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if they were going to do this, they should have waited till September. There really isn't any cons in this area in September. All the major cons are in October. So you're predicting this one's going to just peter out and fail after a while? I can't say just yet. It's, It's too far off for me to give a good estimate. Too far off. Well, have they announced any any guests yet? Um, who's um, you know Michelle's friend that does voices with her, Bill Rogers. They announced him, and like last night or night before last, there's another voice coming through, and it's supposed to be announced be announced later that day, but it never happened. All right. Well, Bill Rogers is a local yeah. voice actor, mm-hmm. so. They don't have to pay for travel or anything like that for him. Just basically a room. Mm -hmm. So I can understand why the local voice actors are being used. But if you're looking to raise $20,000 and have that many people there, you need more than local voices. You got to stretch a little bit further. I mean, you don't have to go all out and get like really huge big name voices, but... Considering how some of the smaller conventions are getting the local uh, the local voice actors, and they're not charging as much as they are, they really need to uh, rethink how they're going. Now, as as Gamer Girl X says, the problem with startup cons is that they don't want to start small, but plan on starting on Otakon level production. Case in point, Tendoku Con. They started big. That, that con was just horrible. That was a con where this kid could not go to Otakon, so her parents, so her parents were like, "I will make a con for you." She yeah. decided to start her own with blackjack and hookers, huh? Oh, you need blackjack, booze, and bums. Oh, as an actual homeless people wandering into the yes, convention area? there were actual homeless people wa- wandering around in the con that. There were people photocopying badges or walking in without badges. The convention, the convention opened at six o'clock in the morning. God, I'm not even out of I'm not even out of bed at six in the morning. I mean. I, I wish this con the best, but I just think they're starting out too big. Just start small and just rise from there. Now, 
one more article before we open up the Skype line, and you can Skype us at Anime Jam Session, but not yet. Wait until um, I, I officially open it after this last article. Now, I'm sitting there at work, and one of my staffers tells me she has an article about the AkiCon sexual assault. And I'm like, wait, what? There's a small convention out on the West Coast. I think it's in Oregon. Washington. All right, Washington. Yeah, SeaTac, yeah. Washington. Yeah. Called AkiCon. I only know of this because someone I used to hang out with goes to that con. It seems that a woman, an underage woman was sexually assaulted by a member of a cosplay group or guest DJ or something along those lines. Now, let me see if I can pull up the actual um, piece of tidbit of information that I was told here that made me go, what the fuck? Now, as it was said to me, um, an underage girl was raped at AkiCon by a guest DJ of the con, who was also a registered sex offender as well. The con was warned about him by guests, but they just pay, they just turned their back to it. And from what I've been told, they did make a public statement about it. And as was told to me, they publicly victim shamed her and said, we have no control of what happens in the hotel rooms. Well, I read what was posted, what mm-hmm. they posted. Mm-hmm. I didn't see public victim shaming. So I'd like to see where that was posted. And the thing is, they don't have any say on what happens in private hotel rooms. I guess, but I think they should be a little bit more aware of what's going on. Be a little more sympathetic and be like, well, what happens in there is not our business, you know? They brought both people to the police. Mm -hmm. It is now a legal matter. Were they stupid enough to continue to allow him there even though people had told them... He's a sex offender. He should not be there. Yes, that is that is plainly their fault. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it happened in a hotel room, whether or not she was drunk or stoned or whatever everybody is saying now, I want to see the proof that they were victim blaming because the post that I saw, they were not. Mm-hmm. They basically said that stuff like that happens and it's sad that it does, but that they took both of them to the police and that it is now a police thing. Mm -hmm. Were they stupid? Yes. But at the same time, after it occurred, what the hell are they going to do? Now, now, from my understanding, the the public shaming happened when there was a video that went up. Because the victim in question put up a video about what happened, wanting some recognition about what happened at the con, because it, it seems like it was swept under the rug. And I guess people from there started victim-blaming her, trying to get, like, her 15 minutes of fame, which I think is totally unfair. That's a really fucking stupid way to go about it, too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, then that's other people victim-blaming her, not the convention. Well, you know how... When, it's sort of like when this kind of shit happens, somebody from the con is going to say some shit, you know? I wouldn't be surprised if it's, if it's some disgruntled, you know, gopher who puts... who starts a whole victim-blaming thing. Yeah. yeah. Try, you, try, you, try you've got to be really, really careful with that. Yeah. Because just because somebody says, oh, yeah, I work for the convention, it could be... 
as Ari said, some volunteer that, oh yeah, I work for the convention. Meanwhile, all he's yeah, all he is is a volunteer. And being a dick about it. Yeah. Yeah. This is it means he's not a staffer. It means he was a gopher and only worked like maybe five hours. Yeah, That's not technically working for a convention, even though it is. And that kind of shit has happened in the past before, you know? So. The thing is, you don't want that kind of thing attached to the convention. It happened because those two people were there for a convention. Yes, I agree. But at the same time, when something like that happens in a private area... You, the people at the convention can't control that unless somebody goes down and says, hey, dude, there's an underage chick and this guy is raping her in this room right now. Nobody's going to be able from the convention. Nobody's going to be able to do anything about it until after it happens. Or they can get the hotel involved who in turn will get the cops involved, you know, now, which is what they did after the fact. Now, it seems that this is not the first time he's done this at AkiCon, so... Because they're actual him him on record this happening. So. Well, yeah, because he went to the cops, he was arrested. No, I'm just well, yeah, but if it happened once before at the con, why are you letting them back in? Did they know about it? I mean, did, did the guy? But did was he charged? That's the big thing. Yeah, maybe it was said that, other, like, maybe other people had said, yeah, he did this at this convention. Was he charged? I would assume he was if it's on record, you know. I mean, it, this is, I mean, as bad as it is, you really have to look at who's saying what exactly and then everything, like, everything going with that. I mean, it's a shitty thing to happen, mm -hmm. but you got to look at everything to point blame correctly. Now, this guy has already been... Now, AkiCon is part of Everfree Northwest, which is a BronyCon. Their parent company has pretty much laid the band hammer down on him. Good, but it takes two incidents for this to happen. But like I said, a lot of what we're talking about is just coming out. Like I said, between tonight and tomorrow, we'll have a full article with everything in details as to exactly what fully happened. And, I mean, the issue is, and maybe more conventions need to be doing this, but this happens a lot at conventions. And unfortunately, it's mostly underage females mm -hmm. that are getting drunk because they're away from their parents. They're getting high because they're away from their parents. Maybe we need to stop with all of the underage people not being there without parents. That may, it, Do I want to know how far underage this girl was? It doesn't say. I don't think... I, I, think, I think it's for the better. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing when they say underage like that, I'm guessing under the age of 18. Yeah. I'm, but it could just be 17. That's what I'm saying, 16 or 17. That's that's my thought. Now, there is a petition to get the con shut down. That ain't going to happen. 
Oh, an online petition. Oh, wait, wait. Now, hold on. Wow. Now, some online petitions do work. But the same, like, the same Before- sh- I'm For example, like, there was a debacle a couple years back with, um, with Ace, and they had to cancel their masquerade because everything ran long. So many people said they were not going the following year. People still went. Because I'm not... Yes, I am comparing a sex scandal to a canceled uh, uh, convention event under the guise of the fact that no matter how mad you get about it, it's going to go away. You're going to forget about it, and then it's going to... You're going to go. It's like, it's happened, you're just going to move on. So... I don't know. I think, I mean, there are some conventions that do background checks, mm-hmm. but at the same time, just because you have a conven- uh, have a conviction doesn't mean you're a bad person. So, I mean, doing all this stuff doesn't necessarily mean that you should be banned from a convention. Right. But at the same time, when you have something like this, you, you need to be more proactive, not by necessarily banning all people from the convention, but fucking make sure that all of your underage people have a parent there. Yeah. I don't give a shit if they're 17 and they can drive by themselves and they can do what they want. Fuck that shit. See, that can only, I think that only can come now if it's coming from the hotel, but, you know. I no, don't a convention okay. can fucking say okay. you right, cannot right. be there without a parent. And I'm not talking about just a fucking permission slip. If you are under the age of 18, you need a fucking parent there. Because this isn't some free-for-all, getting drunk, getting high, having sex with all your little groupies and shit like that. Because it's shit like this that happens. Mm -hmm. So, conventions just need to understand that, you know what... People that are underage, if they're not, they may not like it. You may lose them going to the convention because the parents don't want to be there. But fuck that shit. At least you're saving your own ass. Yeah, because I remember Anime Next one year. There was a parent upset. They couldn't find their daughter, and she's 17 and cosplaying as Riku from Final Fantasy X. Have fun finding. Talk about a needle in a haystack. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the same thing. I mean, you're letting your underage kids dress like that mm-hmm. and allowing them to walk around by themselves. It's just like, like you have to put blame where it is. Fine. You can't just say, oh, it's all the convention's fault. No, it isn't. And I'm not saying that it's the victim's fault or anything like that. But seriously, when you have an underage person, you're just going to let them go out? I'm sorry, but at 17, my mother would not have allowed me to go to a convention by myself. Same. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where issues come in. It's like, parents, be fucking parents, please. Because now these parents are going to say, oh, well, it's the convention's fault. That's like pass saying- the blame on to somebody else. Yes. Well, no, yeah. if you were actually being a parent and did shit with your kids, you know what? You don't have to necessarily like going to the conventions, but fucking be there for your kid. My mother didn't like half the shit I was into, but if I sat down and I watched a movie, she'd fucking be there watching that movie with me. Staff, convention staffers are not babysitters.
at the very least, it might pro it might prompt other conventions to go, hey, maybe we should start doing background checks for some well, people. Some cons already are, and Denver Comic Cons already changed their policy on harassment because of this. Oh, really? What kind of changes did they make? I don't know, but like I said, it'll be coming up in the ar- in the article. And Forisan gives you a thumbs up, where where they uh, they're cracking down on that type of shit, like animazement for one, you know. I mean, it's just it seems like I, I'm I'm 30 years old, and to me, it seems kind of just you know like common knowledge to say, hey, you know what, an underage kid, they should probably have somebody watching them that you know is that actually gives a shit about what they're doing. And as Gamer Girl X says, she had a panel that introduced parents to the truth of the things kids do at cons, and the parents seemed thankful. See, I couldn't do something like that. By the time the panel was over, parents were like, you going home. Like 20% of the attendants would have just dropped off right there. And as Anton Mark says... Snatched out by the backs of their heads, too. And as Anton Mark says at live.vognetwork.com, there needs to be a panel like that at every con. Yes. Yes, it should. I think, like, with all these conventions that just send off a um, a permission slip... Mm -hmm. I think these people need to see exactly what it is. And I think conventions really need to lay it out and say, this is what your daughter or son is potentially going to be into. This is what happens in the hotel rooms. And we are not responsible for what happens in other people's hotel rooms. See, I think you may be right on the whole um, permission slip thing, but it seems like some conventions already have that because it's sort of like, the closest thing to that is where the parent signs off on the on the on the price of admission, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Just a regular permission slip is not cutting it anymore. Because they say, "Oh, well, it's like a field trip, right? You sign off on it and trip, you go." Field trip, my ass. They go there. A parent will usually come in and set up the hotel room because you have to be at least 21 to get a hotel room. So either a parent will do that or they'll get a cousin to do it or something like that. And hell, you don't even have to be 21 anymore to do shit like that. I know that I was – as long as you have somebody on the phone, some hotels will say, oh, well, the person that got the hotel is at least 21, even though the people staying at it aren't going to be 21. Mm-hmm. I mean that right there is bullshit. But a lot of these parents, they just go and they set up the hotel room, go have fun. It's like, fuck, go with them. All right. You might actually enjoy it. All right, all right, all right. L- 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 all right, let's open the Skype line and jump into stories from Japan, okay? All right. Our Skype in both directions. Yeah. <laughs> our Skype line is open. If you want to talk about some of the topics we talked about tonight, something in the past, if you want to ask us questions or whatever, go ahead, jump on Skype, and Skype us at Anime Jam Session. We're ready to believe you. Alright, Ari, why don't you go ahead and take this first article here. Uh, okay. Are you both bald and lost? That's a sentence that shouldn't exist. Yeah. Then a new smart wig from Japan might be just what you need. This techno toupee, which can read the wearer's brainwaves and deter direct them to their destination with onboard GPS is the latest and possibly wackiest addition to the world of wearable computing. <coughs> mm, pardon me. That sounded healthy. 
The country that bought us world-changing hits like The Walkman and The Pocket Calculator, as well as the instantly forgettable misses like The Walking Toaster, I, I would be surprised if that's actually a thing, now offers a high-tech hairpiece. The proof of concept invention comes in three varieties, each specifically designed to make life that a little bit easier for the follically challenged. Whereas at a presentation, Wig will be able to remotely control a laser pointer from their mop top. They can move forward through a PowerPoint slideshow by tugging on the right side and go back to a page by pulling on the left. Oh my god, this sounds like it came from the fucking onion. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, does anyone else they almost read this and go, wait, this has gotta be bullshit. No, I don't think it is. And it's from Sony Labs, which means it'll be an attachment for the PS4. Oh, God. To its credit, though, from the image on this page, it doesn't look that, you know, dodgy. You know, a BR, bad rug, you know, yeah. for a bad toupee or a really obvious yeah. one. Mm -hmm. And... The goal of SmartWig is to achieve both natural and practical wearable devices, they said. Adding the natural appearance of the invention, which can be made from human hair, could prove a selling point. A spokeswoman from Sony said that Thursday dep depends for the SmartWig have been filed in the European Union and the U.S., although there are currently no plans to commercialize the product. How the fuck would you commercialize this? Seriously, I'm asking here. You're asking the wrong person, man. Come on. Come on, if they can commercialize fucking ears that twitch by brainwaves, they can commercialize fucking anything. At least those are cute. I mean, with all the uh, fiction about computers de developing sentience and revolting against their human masters, this thing might as well be a fucking head crab from Half-Life. Attack <laughs> of the killer to pay. Oh, God, well, I don't know. Like I mean... I mean, let's say, awesome B movie, let's say. say you're bald and you're trying to impress a girl um, who happens to be new to the city and you have no idea where the fuck you are. Well, you can just type this shit in onto your phone and the, the freaking wig is going to tell you where to go as if you know where you are. It's like the bro wig. I would be less disturbed if the wig stood up and go, hey, you gotta make a right up here. <laughs> oh, God. God. All right. One of you two can take the next one. I'll go for it. Go, You do that. So, yeah, I just thought that this was uh, kind of funny mm. and just out there a little bit. So, um, if it'll freaking load. Um, a 35-year-old man who taught in an Otsu City Elementary School resigned after it came to light that he unlawfully entered a woman's toilet of Shiga University. Stop, stop, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Fori-san goes, hair today, gone tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> god damn it. Okay, please continue. However, according to the scant details of this case, it appears this might just be a case of being in the absolute worst place at the worst time. 
According to the news, MSN, um, Sankei News West, shortly after midnight on April 20th, the teacher stopped by the Shinga University University Faculty of Education building. As he later explained, I entered the school building because I thought I'd try to remember the time when I aspired to be a teacher. However, his particular method of entry drew concern as it was the window to the ladies' toilet. Upon entering, he heard a noise coming from one of the stalls and ran away. He would later say that it was only by chance the lock on the women's restroom window was open, so I entered through there. Internet readers reacted to the teacher's incident saying, that's some excuse. And I guess back when he aspired to be a teacher, he also went into the women's restroom. One thing they all seemed to overlook was the time that he entered the building. Seeing as it was after midnight, he couldn't have expected to get an unethical peek at anything. Even if his master plan was to hide out and wait there until morning, what would he have possibly achieved? 16 continuous hours of sense and sounds? On the other hand, this incident happened in April, but the man wasn't arrested for unlawful entry until October 22nd. Perhaps in that six-month investigation of someone entering the ladies' room and running away, the the authorities uncovered something else about this person. Whatever the uh, clandestine details of this case were, the teacher was handed down a 100,000 yen fine from Otsu Summary Court on November 1st, and later given a one-month suspension from his school. However, on the same day of the suspension, he voluntarily resigned. Either way you look at it, the story comes to an unsettling conclusion. If he was just taking a stroll down memory lane when he paid an extremely heavy toll for it. But then, if he was up to no good in that toilet, then it would have, then it would have to be something really creepy. I got nothing. Yeah, I mean... It, Maybe when he was first aspiring to be a teacher, he became so lost in thought that he accidentally entered the women's bathroom by mistake. He's not Ryoga Hibiki. <laughs> Well, okay, then I got nothing after that. Well, I mean, my thing is, one, it's after midnight. Who cares what building, what what window he uses? But at the same time, it's after midnight, and how is it that the women's bathroom is the only one open? Also, it's textbook breaking and entering. Well, that too. Yeah. But a lot of a lot of people break into their old schools. I don't. I don't. I don't give a shit. I mean. Same. If I'm breaking into my school, I'm breaking in. I'm leaving C4 charges all over the damn place. <laughs> I'm going to watch it burn. <laughs> that shit right. All right. Masked artists make sticky issue out of radiation in Japan. So it seems like Japan has their own equivalent of Banksy. With his face hidden behind sunglasses with a surgical mask, the artist is almost as invisible as the radioactive contamination he is protesting against, but his stickers are the graphic reminders of what happened at Fukushima. Known as 281 Anti-Nuke, Japan's version of Banksy, he has covered Tokyo streets in images depicting politicians as vampires and children being shielded from radioactive rain to highlight the consequences of a meltdown... um, Meltdown after the nuclear plant in Fukushima with an earthquake and tsunami that day, March 11, 2011. He says he, he hopes to leave his art. He can remind people that we're not safe at all and that we need to do something to protect ourselves. All right. 
It's a rare, it's a, he's a rare instance where a country where graffiti writers face heavy penalties and strong social disapproval. Online commentators have called for his arrest, and his agent says the artist has received death threats. But he is determined to keep drawing attention to what he calls an enormous public contamination disaster. We don't know what will happen in the future, whether children will get cancer or leukemia, he says. So I want to keep making noise and make a fuss. Alright. I can't see it as graffiti, because he's leaving stickers around, and you can kind of pull that off. Aren't there sticker artists like that in New York City, too? Yeah. They're called, um, they're called uh, update notices from the MTA. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I see what the guy's trying to do, but you think possibly there's a better way of him going about it? Well, mate, I think this, given how Japan is, this might be his best way, because it's garnishing informa- in, um, information because if he was doing this in the US no one's really going to give a shit about a sticker slapped up against the side of a wall or something I mean we walk by signs I've walked by places where you see stickers for people's albums and movies coming out so what that mm-hmm. has to do with me see what I'm saying but here in Japan since it's more of a taboo for that it's more it's getting more talkative more conversationalist And alas, we got no calls on the Skype line. Come on, you're afraid we'll bite or something, people? Probably, because we all know Mako hasn't had her shots yet. Huh? And like I said... And then Regionator ends it off with, years from now, we'll look back on Fukushima as how a real-life Godzilla was created and ended up destroying Tokyo. And I think on that note, we should go ahead, play our music, and get the F up on out of here. Yeah, because... Yeah, I I see the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Ranting went a little bit crazy today. Just a little? Just a little. Just a little. Just a little. We'll be back.
Okay, people. Okay. Um, there's something I forgot to mention at the top of the uh, show, but I'm just letting you guys know now. Um, there may not be a, a show next week because I am attending a company function, which is the Christmas party. I have a feeling I won't get back until 9, 30, 10 o'clock. So most likely, either will be there'll be a repeat next uh, of an ep- of anime jam session, or we'll record an episode between now and Monday to throw on to the feed for you guys. And also, I'd like to say we're bringing it back, but we're not. But we're, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have the annual. Anime Jam Session Drunken Christmas Special. That's right, boys and girls. This is what you've been waiting to hold your alcohol for. Let's see. December, Tuesday, December 24th, 9.30 p.m. We're going to drink. We might talk some shit. Might talk some shit. With all the alcohol we'll be drinking? Well, that means we have, that means Monko's going to have to find some good articles, like maybe two or three good articles for us to go to go buck wild over. <laughs> well, I'll at least find some uh, fucked up Japanese news. Oh, yes, please. And if you, if you remember, maybe a couple of articles we've covered this year, that'd be good to return back to, you know? Uh, f- I have no idea what articles we've covered this year. <laughs> the funny thing is, I'm thinking about that. The first thing that comes to mind is when we started going on a tangent of, what if Bleach was directed by Kevin Smith? Oh my god. <laughs> Another example is the uh, base- robots playing baseball we talked about earlier. Oh god. Yeah, well, that's too soon. We need some stuff that uh, we might not have uh, spoken of lately. Yeah. I guess I'll have to go back through uh, the shows and give a listen. Yeah, or if you want, I do have the, the outlines I could send you that might help jar your memory. That might be good. And we are going to have guests on, but as of right now, it's going to be me, Ari, mm-hmm. Mako, mm-hmm. Koi is, uh, is going to appear for us because I do owe her a bottle of alcohol. Yes, broken podcast. No broken podcast. <laughs> a shattered podcast. A shattered podcast. God damn yes. you! Um, like a kneecap with a sledgehammer. Uh, Jen, aka DJ AJ, may appear with us. And right now, for special guests, Kayla from Avalon Cosplay will be joining us, and she will be showing up with a bottle of uh, Bacardi One Fifty One. Good call. I have so much alcohol, I just have to get mixers. Oh, I pay- shit. I get paid on, uh... Well, I'll have a lot more money by then, so I'll, I'll have lots of time to, uh, get the appropriate alcohol. I get paid the day before the podcast, so... Yeah. Maybe I'll make a bunch of, uh, semi-sonic screwdrivers. Closing time? What? Not that semi-sonic. <laughs> okay. So definitely be there, and I want, if we can, maybe we'll get some people from the other show on Vogue to kind of call in and kind of talk to us. Don't know how well that's going to work, but we shall see. We can attempt it at least. Yep. So if you like what you heard, tell a friend. Then in turn, we'll tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We do this for free because we're independent bloggers. We tell it like it is. We're not biased. We only become biased when publishing companies start paying us like $10,000. Because, hey, we all got bills to pay. Okay? 
So definitely, if you have any questions, comments, flames, praises, whatever, um, hit us up at podcast at animejamsession.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T, podcast at animejamsession.com. We will believe you. Maybe. Hey. It's her, she has a final call. Well, I, 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 I <laughs> But it, like I said, our podcast is on our official website at animejamsession.com. Some articles. And usually what we it's, usually what we cover on the site is usually in our podcast. But for some reason, you can't get to our site because of filters. And I know it's happened to my, my job a few times. You can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, and TuneIn Radio Pro. If you re- I just if you listen to us on Stitcher or iTunes, five star review us, please. We'll gladly read it on air and give, make you bring our map props. YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/AnimeJamSessionTV. I really need to get those up videos up. I don't think I'm going anywhere tomorrow, so I'm probably gonna just rush home, sit in front of my computer, and try to knock out the last of those Castle Point videos. Um, Should be fun. Yes, definitely. We're also on uh, on YouTube as well. You can find me at youtube.com slash DJ Ron Mess. You can find Ari at Ari22682. Mako Chan is at Jupe Luna. Twitter. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. That's definitely the site that you want to go to if you want to keep up to date with all of our articles on our Facebook, articles on our website, everything. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at DJ Ronma S. Ari's at the Ari Man. Mako's at Joe Vedea. Facebook. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. We're at We've kind of lost a couple of fans, but that's okay. I know we've been kind of slacking lately. I've just been very busy with work, so I'm definitely trying to get those uh, con- those con photos up. I just got to figure out how to properly um, mass uh, watermark photos in, um, in Photoshop. I tried to do it once, and I failed, so I'm like, i got to try it again. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's a good idea. For our drink, for for our drinking show, for our Christmas special. If you're on Twitter, if you're on Facebook, ask us questions. We'll put it out there, so we'll definitely answer them. Will it be truth or lies? There's only one way to find out. Will we even be coherent enough to ask them, to answer them? Probably. Yes, we'll be coherent enough yes. to answer them. And I think we should let the guests also answer the questions as well. We're also on Facebook as well. If you want to talk, you want to find me, I'm at facebook.com slash imdjaronmess. Mako is at Makoto Makuchankino. And Ari is at Ari Rockefeller. But definitely, like I said, we're on the VOG Network Tuesdays at 9.30 live. Encore Thursdays at 1. VOG, V-O-G, Voice of Geeks. We're not the only geek-centric podcast on this, on this network. If you like television, movies... TV shows, dramas, pop culture, British programming, Doctor Who. We have Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, and Under Sedation Live. If you like what we do on Tuesday nights, you should hear our homegirls, Ninja System Pandalicious, on Electric Sisterhood. They're on right before us, Tuesdays at 8 p.m. They talk video games, anime, and tech. But they don't go off the rails as badly as we do. 
If you're into World of Warcraft, check out WoW Wednesdays. It's Girls Gone WoW uh, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Followed by at 10 p.m. Ford House, and that's live. So definitely check that out. And then on Sunday we have the cornerstone of the VOD Network programming, the Power Block. We have the Bobby Blackwell Show at eight, Orange Lounge Radio at nine. Definitely tune into these shows if you're into video games, the gamer talk, gamer culture, gamer life. Just where, if you just want, if you have your own opinion on video games, those are the two shows you definitely gotta check out and listen to. Uh, and Raging Indigo's Oculus Rift. Okay. L- last words. Let's start with you, Mr. Rockefeller. I'm getting Christmas cards already, and my one friend, uh, Shadow Wolf Z, he uh, included a Starbucks card w- with his, so thanks for that if you're listening. I'm uh, looking up sugar cookie recipes so that I can make uh, specialty cookies for certain people that I send cookies to. How special? Christmas. Um, they're going to be the uh, Sailor Moon brooch. Ooh, nice. It's just a matter of finding a cookie recipe that the dough doesn't poof too much. My last final words. Um, I might have to crack a window. It's getting really hot in here. And I was able to get my non-collected edition Nino Kuni from Target, so I gotta take the other copy back. That would be fun. Um. And I realized two of my work shirts have shrunk. <sighs> Damn, I paid good money at, at um, paid good money for them at Old Navy. Oops. Yeah. All right. Let's get the hell up on out of here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. We we may not be here next week. Stay tuned to the Twitter, the Facebooks, and the website for information if there will be a live show or a tape show or a repeat. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. Same VOG Network channel. Same VOG Network time. Laters. And we out this bitch. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. <laughs> this podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeGemSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamathane!